you know, one thing that's interesting about people's exes is sometimes it's always wild to hear people's stories. If you meet someone new as an adult and then they're like, oh, I used to date blah, blah, blah. Or like, this is my ex and they'll show you a picture and you're like, whoa, that is a different iteration of who I understand you to be now. Right. Especially when cool. someone says their ex-husband. You're like, oh, oh, I'm like, go on. <laughs> right, seriously. I have, <laughs> I tickle myself sometimes because I only have had one boyfriend, meaning I only have one ex. And I just love being able to say my ex. Like, I think mm -hmm. I love being able to have like an ex under my belt more than I liked being in the relationship. Because now I just have all this content that I pull from, from this, yeah. I'm like, who's this girl from this previous relationship? Like, I'm like, so yeah, my ex, you know, my ex. <laughs> No, I think it's like nicer that you can just like keep my ex and like it's like kind of just like not this like dramatic, you know, it just doesn't feel like so heavy. It's just like, I mean, that is what he is to you. Right. Um because some people can easily just be like, man, fuck my ex. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. And you're like, oh shit, tell me about it. Oh, which is actually how my ex feels. So <laughs> we do not speak. <laughs> Oh my God. I hope that he yeah. can like see that you are like glowing in this new light and he's still like, man, fuck her. <laughs> she looks great. I don't think he is. Um, I don't think he's interested. And in, like my impression of how he feels about me is that he's not like, doesn't even care enough about me to like check in on me anymore. I think he's just like, that was a weird time. I don't really know what happened. That was a chapter. And you know what? I have to say, I do feel a little bit the same, but I do like, it's kind of a punchline at this point. I'm like, I dated a DJ from Florida. So like, oh my uh, God. Yeah. Did he own like jet skis and like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Who was the real housewife from Beverly Hills? Who's always like, not Beverly Hills from OC. He's like new hip, new hip. Oh, Emily. Emily. Emily had an ex that she mentioned on the show who was a drug dealer, DJ, who owned multiple jet skis. And she was like, it was fun. I went on a date with a guy recently and his exes slid into my DM <gasps> to warn me of him. And they were like, he's done this and he's done that. And then aside from that, it was not just the ex, it was the side chick that he was cheating on the girlfriend with. But the side chicks were more upset than the actual girlfriend was. But so it was like girl gang to you being like, hey, we've all decided that we hate him. Right, like they gave me like a copy and paste message. I was like, first of all, how'd y'all find me? But yeah, I'm just like, wow, people, and my, mean you, mind you, these girls, who messaged me, they have boyfriends. I went to their Instagram accounts and they have boyfriends. Why do they still care? That's suspicious. Right. Like, how, would your, how would your boyfriend feel about this? How does he feel about you still stressing over an ex? No, well, I'm sure, I think the way that they're probably framing it to their friends is like, I'm protecting her. That's like a very common thing. I've had a there few friends- There was a friend who was like not- there was a friend who was not a victim. She was just a friend of a victim. And she also messaged. She was like, I just saw what he did to my friend. And I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> Can a bitch form her own opinions? <laughs> Let me, I want to get hurt too, maybe. <laughs> maybe I want another ex. Girl, yeah. So we have three people who are going to tell their 
X-Files stories. And it's so funny, as I'm saying X-Files, the theme song from Law and Order keeps playing in my head. Dun, dun. Which so I'm like, dramatic. again, not the same show. Okay. So these stories are going to get progressively better. So there's three. There's one, someone who's talking about their high school ex. So, you know, mm-hmm. we all have like a high school ex. Well, I don't, because, you know, I've only got the one. But everyone's got a high school ex story. Same. I don't have one either. And if you don't have one, you have a Taylor Swift song that you can latch onto, which made you feel like you had a high school ex. <laughs> oh, my God. True words have never been spoken. From You're like, your- oh, I've got, I felt pain. <laughs> Oh my God. So, okay, got so high, school. high school ex. Yeah. And then we have, you know, we get a little bit older, you know, you're like in your college era. And this is when, what happens when the female does the cheating? How does that go over? What Ooh. happens when the female does the cheating in the age of social media? And gets caught. Yes. Ooh. And lives to tell the story. That's because I feel like we always about guys story. cheating, but we don't mm-hmm. get, I'm like, but you know what? I'm not trying to like make it okay, but I'm like, but we don't give women enough credit for cheating. <laughs> We're mean, out of here. Takes two to tango. Okay. So yeah, so we have that. And then to top it off, we have the story of an ex-husband. Ooh. Yes. It's a total lifetime movie and we want to protect um, all of our guests. We are the witness protection program. So their voices have been altered to protect their identity. Oh my God, amazing. It's so fun. So, I, yeah. Ladies, you're in good hands. I just called to <laughs> beep, beep. I just called to say. Remember when I just called to say. Thank you for that time. I just what had happened was really so charlie i just called to say fill in the blank i just called to say my ex could never my ex could never maintain a relationship with someone who is age appropriate what was age appropriate for x for for um for chad so age appropriate for chad would be like you know Mid, late 20s to mid 30s, I would say, is age appropriate, yeah. And then what did Chad find? Uh, a 17-year-old who also happened to be one of his students. <laughs> Wait, and so for the audience, was this consensual? Was it like, is it like legal? Listen, so age of consent in New York is, is 17, so technically, yes, it was legal. When you, when you say was it consensual, I suppose, like, in theory, yes, it was consensual, but really, when you are a 32-year-old man having sex with a 17-year-old, can you really ever define that as consensual? I, I personally don't believe so. Because if this is your teacher, and you're failing, (laughs) you're gonna do everything you can, and we already know this porno category exists, people. What is it, like rule number 54? If you can think about it, it exists as a porno or something like that. And I will say, a big red flag that I probably should not have ignored many years ago in our relationship was that he was watching porn labeled as, quote, teenage porn. No, 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 listen. Everyone's 18 or older, and I was, was at that point, like, probably, like, 22, 23, right? So I was, like, stupid enough to believe that that was true. And he was like, it's just, like, what I've always watched since college. And, like, that should have been the moment when I was like, you know, 
this is not the person for me. Let's unpack the X-Files of it all. Let's do it. So, we're gonna rewind. How did you and your ex meet? We met in undergrad, and I was, like I said, I was 17 at the time when we met. I was still dating my high school boyfriend, and I remember meeting him and thinking, like, this, this is the way a guy is supposed to be. This is the way a guy is supposed to treat you. I felt like he was super sweet and super kind and super attentive and and i yeah I, I totally fell for him and um we we were together for 12 years 12 years 12 years how long were y'all married we were married for four years so it took a while it took a while for him to pop the question Ooh. maybe again you know some questionable <laughs> behavior there um, and actually, when I first found out about him cheating on me, one of the things that he said to me was that I, that I quote-unquote forced him to marry me. How did he propose? So, he actually, the proposal, I have to say, was very sweet. Although, again, when, when I found out that he had been cheating on me, he told me that I, that I like, put a deadline on it. When he proposed, we had been together for, for almost eight years. So it had been a long time. It was the day after my birthday, so it was kind of like... Like, the birthday had passed, you know, so it was kind of a surprise, and he had, like, decorated our whole apartment with candles. It was actually a very sweet proposal. Um, and he, like, cried, you know, the whole nine yards. It felt very sincere. For sure. <laughs> it did. Um, so it was a sweet proposal, and I thought we were, like, I thought we were super happy together. Like, I thought this was, like, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. This is, you know, we met in college, we dated, we're going to get married. Every girl's goal trajectory. We bought a house, we had a baby. Like, it checked all the boxes. You know what I mean? Like, we were checking, we were checking all the boxes. You have a baby. And then, during the time, like, you guys are, like, freshly, like, new parents. Do you feel anything that's different? Oh, definitely. So I I struggled a lot during during my early time as as a postpartum mom. I definitely experienced postpartum anxiety. I experienced postpartum depression. Um, I, so I really I really struggled during that time. I kind of lost sense of myself, which I think happens to a lot of new moms because your identity changes a lot, your relationships change a lot. So I was just, I was very much struggling for sure. So I think it was a, it was a, a strain on our relationship. But look, I mean, how many couples go through this, you know? Let's walk through the day. Let's walk through the first inkling you had of suspicion. Okay. What was that first inkling of suspicion where you were like, Shit ain't right. Was it lipstick on a shirt? Was it a smell? Was it he had to keep taking showers too soon? Like, what was it? So, I mean, prior to any any uh, suspicion of cheating, there, I mean, we were definitely struggling. The, 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 after having a baby, it was, it was apparent that we were having some issues in our relationship and I had suggested therapy and he didn't want to go. And the, the first real inkling that I had of him cheating on me was one night we were ordering dinner. We were going to order dinner online. And he had pulled up the menu on his phone. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll, I'll look at the menu, you know? And he wanted to airdrop me the link to the menu instead of letting me look at his phone to see the menu. And I was like, what? Why, why would we do it that way? That's like so weird. Yeah. Just like let me have your phone so I can look at the menu. 
And and he like he he would not. He airdropped the link to me, and I was just like, what? And then later on, he was like, oh, I was like, this was around um, the holiday time, and he was like, oh, I was looking for Christmas gifts for you, and like I didn't want you to see them, and I was like. I know how to use an iPhone. So that was the first time that I was like, you know, things haven't been great between us. I'm like, this is really bizarre behavior. Like, I feel like people like, I don't know about cheating because I've only had the one relationship. My audience members know this is just the one guy. But I feel like if you were going to cheat, that's already giving yourself away. Like, don't touch my phone. Like, that's already like, all right, bitch, now I want to touch your phone. What's going on? He was truly so unbelievably bad at cheating it's kind of comical <laughs> so then like i i had this like that, that was like the first scene that was like okay this is i feel like this might be something that's happening and, um then he had a, a trip for work and like i mentioned before this was a student of his so he's a teacher but does he teach social studies he teaches music oh okay and there was a there was a trip so I will I will I will clarify that when I found out about this, she was no longer a student. She had graduated. When I was in high school, there would always be these girls who would be like seniors or juniors flirting with the teacher. Then they would graduate, come back, be in the teacher's classroom, and I was like the under I was like the person like under them. I'd be like, why are you sitting in my art class? And they were like, I date Mr. Corley, and I'm like, ew, you're a freshman at USC, like you just graduated. And I'm like, so definitely he was looking at you. Wow. So technically, like I say, like, oh, she was a student. Technically, no. You know, like she had graduated. So he went on a, on a trip, and this this person that he was that he cheated on me with was on the trip also. And when he was gone, I realized that there were condoms missing from the box of condoms that we would typically use. Yeah, I just knew that it wasn't right. So I was like, all right, well, based on the people that would be on this trip, there's really only like a certain number of possibilities, right? So then he came back from the trip. It took days for him to unpack his suitcase. And then he finally unpacked his suitcase. And then again, this instinct told me to check again. And they were back in the box. They had reappeared. So, he'd obviously taken them with him. They weren't, they hadn't been used, right? They hadn't been used, but he had taken them because he knew that it was a possibility. And I called him out on it. He came home from work and he could tell I was upset and he asked me what was wrong and I was like, I said straight out, do you want to be with another person? And he said, no, I don't. And I said, okay, well, do you still want to be in a relationship with me? And he was like, this is like the craziest thing. I've, n I've never considered not wanting to be in a relationship with you. I'm like completely committed to you. I've, I've never considered that. Like, how could you possibly think that? You know, gaslighting. Of course. And so then I said, well, you, you brought condoms with you on your work trip. And again, he like gaslit me and was like, they were on the floor. Like if you had like under the bed, if you had even like spent any time looking for them, you would have seen that they were there. So it turned into this huge, it turned into a huge fight where he was furious with me for, for thinking that I would, that, that he would be that kind of person. You know, it was the whole narrative of like, we've been together this many years. How could you possibly think this about me? You know, that whole thing. And so I bought it. 
to some degree. There was still a voice in the back of my head that was like, this isn't right, but there was also part of me that like so badly wanted it to be okay. Then, then, I was driving this piece of shit car. Like, truly piece of shit car. The brakes went out. Like, it was, it was so awful. And... I, I was not working at the time. I was a stay-at-home mom taking care, of, taking care of our daughter. And we never had joint bank accounts. Again, another, like, red flag that he never would allow for joint bank accounts. So I had very, in my personal bank account, I had very little money because I was not working. And I was still paying the bills that I had been paying when I was working full-time. Yeah. And he didn't see me being home, taking care of our child as something that was valuable. I I needed help paying for the repairs in my car. And I said that to him and, and he was like so furious with me. It was like another like awful fight. And um, finally, after like more repair work needed to be done with this car, it was like clear that it was not safe for me to be driving our child around in this car. He decided he would buy himself a new car. And then I would drive the car that he had been driving. That happens. I start driving his car. He buys a new car. A few months later, we still have the old car because we're going to sell it. Yeah. He's like, you know, I was thinking and I, I have this student. Stacy. I have this student. Her name is Stacy. Uh, you know, she, she graduated last year and she's like really in a tough position and she needs a car for like a few weeks and I, I think I'm gonna let her drive the car. And I was like, no, like that's registered in my name. Like does she have insurance? What happens if she gets in an accident? What happens if she like, God forbid, kills someone? And he was, and that was another thing to me that I was like, it was- Bold and ballsy and dumb on his part. Super out of character for him to, to say that. And then that like really secured in my mind, like this is the person, like this is happening and this is the person. We continued to like struggle. I again suggested therapy. He then said he was going to therapy on his own. Uh, so I was like, great, maybe this is going to be something that, like, helps our relationship. If I'm, like, feeling kind of hopeful that, like, things are going to, you know, maybe we're going to, like, turn a corner, that things are going to be okay, uh, then, um, one day, he calls me, he, he goes to therapy, right, quote-unquote therapy, and I'm, I'm home with her daughter, and, uh, it's, like, around her bedtime, I get a phone call. It's him, I answer, hello, silence. Hello? Still nothing. I'm like, hello? Like, are you there? And he goes, you're going to divorce me. And I go, you're, you're cheating on me. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, with who? And he was like, I'm not going to tell you that right now. Like, he gets all self-righteous. Like, he doesn't have to tell me who it is. And so I go, okay, well, listen, if I guess correctly, will you tell me if I'm right? So... I'm like, and I say, it's, it's Stacy. And he's like, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, cause I'm way, f can I curse on I go, cause I'm way fucking smarter than you are. That's how I know. Like you're really fucking bad at this and I'm way smarter than you. I fucking did my research. Yeah, like, and then he's like, well, you know, like, I just, I mean, I know you, you saw the text and I was like, text? What text? I had seen no text message. I've been like getting, I've been giving my daughter a bath, like getting her ready for bed. Like I've seen, I have not looked at my phone. 
So then I pull up my text messages, and I have this ridiculous fucking text that's like, I love you so much, like, I really needed you tonight. And I was like... But he had meant to send to her? And he sent it to me. On accident. So he got himself caught. So here I'm thinking that he finally had the balls to come clean to me and tell me that he's cheating on me. But no, he's only confessing because he knew he was about to get caught. And then I literally lost my mind. And I was like, you're only telling me this because, like, how long would you have kept this a secret? You're only, like, you're only saying this because you knew you were about to get caught. Like, you were too much of a coward to ever say this. So he gets home, we put our daughter to bed. Like, literally, I have to, like, hold myself together as much as possible to put our child to bed. Oh my god, you strong-ass woman. Did you drink? Did you smoke? Did you- what- how did you survive this? What was your vice? I was in such a state of, like, just survive until the next moment that I was just like, keep- like, keep going. So, we put her to bed, and then we, we leave her room, because he, he had gotten home and put her to bed together with me, like we had been doing since she was born. And we leave the room, and he, I just look at him, and I'm like, what the, like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, I have had nightmares of, like, just, like, having, like, the feeling of, like, other people knowing. And that's, like, the worst case scenario. So it's, like, I feel like... It's like, that's just like the really biggest part of like cheating. It's like, people don't think about like how like you're going to feel like when you're the fool of it all. Like when you're like, and not necessarily like a fool, but it's just like when you're like the last person to know. Like. And I said to him straight up that night, I said to him, do you want to be with me or do you want to be with her? And his response was, I don't know. And I was like, I feel like at that point I knew that like my marriage was completely over because it was like, if you can't. If you, if you got caught, you know that you screwed up and you still can't say what, like, I, ch I will choose you, I will be with you, like, then this is, like, this is it. So that night, he had said to me, like, it was completely emotional, but it had never been physical, it was, it was only emotional. And, and I, I said, I, I, I do not believe you. Like, I do not believe that that's true. He was like, what else would I possibly have to lose? You have a whole child. <laughs> so that night, I was, like, laying in bed. He, thank God we had, a, like, a finished basement, so he was able to, like, be in the basement. He did not need to, to be near me. But that night, I was laying in bed, and I was like, I, it dawned on me that we would probably end up in, in a divorce proceeding. And that what he had to lose was me doing it the nice way. So if I thought that, oh, this is only emotional, oh, this is only, you know, whatever, that I would be nice about it. And so I went downstairs and I was like, this is what you have to lose. You have to lose me doing this the nice way. And so I said, show me your phone. I want to see your phone. I want to see your pictures. I want to see your text messages. I want to see everything. Prove to me right now that this was not physical. So the dumbass gives me his phone. He's like scrolling through his pictures like, look, see, there's nothing here. I'm like, give me the fucking phone. <laughs> so I take the phone from him and I scroll down and on an iPhone, there's a secret, there's a, you can hide, you can hide photos. So I scroll down, I open the hidden photos album. I turn the phone back to him. It's 
naked pictures. Ah! The schoolgirl category has returned! Screenshots of sexing conversations. Like, so I just look at him and I'm like, so now, so now what? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't physical? He's like, we never had sex. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> This is, this is it. This is over. We are done. Like, we're, we are going to get divorced. So the nice way was out. The nice way was out. Although, unfortunately, again, like I mentioned before, the age of, the age of consent is 17 in New York. I had no, I had no legal, like, I, I did not have a leg up in any way. Um, I could have, I could have blown him in to his boss. Maybe there would have been some course of action there, but... I had no proof that it, it happened while she was a student, so there was nothing I could do. But yeah, that was that was definitely the moment that I was like, this is 100% over, where there's no coming back from this. Uh, and like, beyond that, the lies continue. Okay, so this happened right before the pandemic, you said? So this was around, this was like in the beginning of December that it all came out. We're like four months out from the pandemic when I, when I find this out. And I, honestly, I turned into a little bit of a, like, I, I got a little bit crazy with, like, trying to figure out exactly what the truth was. And I would, like, sweep around our entire house and, like, all through all of his things and, like, trying to figure out exactly what was going on. And in his closet, there was, like, closet full of, like, gifts for her. And I called him out on that. And he said they were, like, oh, well, it's for you and it's for my sister. And then... Like a, what were the gifts? Get ready, Megan. It was this, like, fuzzy purple sweater. And he was like, that was for you. And I was like, I've literally never worn anything like that. So no, that was that was not for me. Do you remember those socks? They were, like, also fuzzy socks. Yeah, yeah. A pair of those. And this was, this was the real kicker for me. An Applebee's gift card. When was the last time you went to an Applebee's? The last time I went to an Applebee's, I was in Virginia, and there was people in the parking lot fucking. So Applebee's is not a sophisticated establishment. I can tell you the last time I went to an Applebee's, and I'm pretty sure it was a cast party for my high school musical. Yeah, he got her like a like a stocking, right? Like to like the stocking to like put stocking stuffers in. The other thing that I found in the closet was this little Etsy box. It was, like, clearly from Etsy, right? It was, like, very small, clearly jewelry. Handcrafted? So, yeah. There was a promise ring involved. I, like, called him out on that. He's like, I, I returned it. I did it. It's over. We're not together anymore. I returned it. You called him out, and he's, like, living in the basement for how long? I mean, he lived in the basement for a very long time because our first divorce settlement meeting was on March 11th. And the world shut down, like, the next day. Yeah. So we, we lived in the same house for the entire pandemic. And he lived in the basement that entire time. So over a year. Does he continue to see Stacy? Yes, yes. It's still, it's still, he still maintains that they are not together, but because it was like, I'm going to go see this person. I'm going to go. This was literally <laughs> during the pandemic. He's telling me he's going to go out. And I knew full well. And there was one night 
I'm doing the laundry right. I'm, t I'm like taking things out of the laundry and it's his sheets from his bed that was downstairs. I'm like pulling them out because I'm going to put my own laundry in. And again, I just like notice everything now. No pillowcases. That's strange. I go to his bed. There's no pillows on his bed. They're gone. I also realized that the car seat that he has for our daughter that's in his car is out of his car. It's not there. He has, he has an SUV with, that has like three rows of seats. So he's, number one, taken the car seat out of his car and brought his pillows with him. So what do you think is going on in his car while he's gone that evening? What the fuck? He took the car seat out so he could put his seats down and brought pillows with him so he could fuck his 17-year-old girlfriend who still lives with her parents in the backseat of his fucking car because there's nowhere else to fuck her. Recently, very recently, like within the last couple of months, he texted me instead of her again. So he texts me and the text is like, hey baby, like... Can you count the cash that I gave you so that I can, like, see how much I left? I'm like, you're, okay, so, like, you're giving her cash now? When, when we were married, we couldn't have joint bank accounts? But, like, you're giving her cash? Um, but anyway, so he texted me this about the money, and I literally texted back, and I was like, I don't think this was meant for me. And then he goes, oh, like, some random person just sent me this text message, and, like, I thought it was really funny, so I forwarded it to you. And I was like, seriously? Like, I'm not an idiot. Okay, so, just to wrap, bring it to a close, so we have this all going, so you're having to work through this during the pandemic. Yes. Then, when are things finalized? When does it seem like you can, like, see a light at the end of the tunnel? So I've, I've moved, I've since moved. So, yeah, it's still, the, the official divorce is still in process, but, like, the paperwork is, is mostly done, uh... Has he sent any lingering text since? No, so far, no text, but I did mean to go to his apartment, and in his bathroom, there is a plethora of, like, female, you know, like, makeup brushes and, like, body washes, and I'm like... Has she met your daughter? As far as I know, no. Okay. As far as I can tell, no. She's still very young, so she, it would be, it would, it would mean, it really wouldn't mean a ton to her, I feel like, if she met her, but she also would tell me about it. Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. Would you, honestly, I feel like you wouldn't wish this situation across upon any enemies, but what advice would you give, or, or maybe you would, I don't know, but what advice would you give to someone who thinks that they're going through a similar situation. Yeah, so when I first started going through this, there was um, a parent of one of the students that I work with, actually, who said to me, like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm really, I'm really tired. And she looked at me and she was like, no. What's, what's really going on with you? And so I kind of explained the situation. And, and she she had been through it an extremely similar situation and um she said to me and this is like advice that that i have kept with me the, the whole time um and it's what i've told friends who have who have gone through similar situations so it was it was just this idea of 
putting one foot in front of the other every single day, and that's all you can do. And to always center, if, you, if, you, if you're going through this and you have children, to always center your child mm -hmm. in every decision that you make. And just allowing myself to feel those things and not beat myself up about them and not feel like they weren't valid, and that was definitely part of the, the healing process. And the grieving process, too, was a grieving yeah. process. Like, I had this life, I had this picture of my life that I thought I would have that suddenly I realized I was not going to have. So it's okay to take that time to grieve what you thought you were going to have and that you're not going to have anymore and, and to allow yourself to be okay with what you're feeling. And I think that was a big thing too, but honestly, it was just like breaking it down to just like putting one foot in front of the other and being okay with not knowing what was going to come next. The unknown, which was like the theme of 2020. So fill in the blank now. I just called to say my ex could never... I just called to say my ex could never steal my joy. <laughs> yes. Sounds good. And that's a wrap on the X-Files. Back like four flats on Cadillacs And this rent, uh, we might not be paying that Still a whole lot of love, 843 is where we at Let me tell you what's the buzz, kick back and relax It's like. always a good time, it's a good time. Just you and yeah. I Airwaves on your station Cohabitation Well hello there Come on in and join us for another episode Of Cohabitation It's a Saturday afternoon and just a little After 1pm we find Brendan in the closet of the guest bedroom with his head bowed, eyes closed, and he's on his knees praying. Yes, he is definitely praying. We can hear praise and worship music by Hillsong United lightly washing over the entire room. I mean, praise the Lord, hallelujah saints, but come on, Brendan, you couldn't listen to some, I don't know, Kirk Franklin? I mean, what about Kanye's gospel album? Close on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. I mean, come on, that shit goes hard in the church. Now, if we listen closely, we can hear Brendan repeatedly chanting a prayer while aggressively bowing to his NIV teen study Bible. <laughs> Bless his heart. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. 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 Brendan! Ah, damn it, you scared me. Rocky abruptly walks into the guest bedroom, and Brendan is so startled during his meditative prayer that he quickly stands up inside the closet to knock his head on the shelf above him. Brendan, would you please? I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Brendan is now pointing his old teen study Bible towards Rocky's direction as he rubs a potential knot on his head that may form due to him being <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> Hey, what are you doing? Should I be concerned? Hell yeah, you should be concerned. You're the one who told me that Mo told you that we got a ghost. And I'm the only one putting a plan into action to cast this evil spirit out of our house. I know that's right. And as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We hear Mo inserting her two cents via yelling between the thin walls that separate her room and the guest bedroom. Mo, you're the one who told me to call Ghostbusters of Charleston. Just because Ghostbusters of Charleston worked for me, that one time doesn't mean it's gonna work for y'all. Plus, we got different ghosts. Not all ghosts are created equal. Shit. Fun fact, Bill Murray lives in Charleston part-time and opened Ghostbusters of Charleston due to all of the Holy City ghost stories and paranormal encounters. 
The business is more of a novelty to draw tourists in, and the only reason Mo ever contacted Ghostbusters was so she could ambush Bill Murray for a role in his HBO show that also films in Charleston. Whatever, bro. I'm already on top of this. I called Pastor Garrett, and he's going to come over with some holy oil to rebuke this demon out. Bruh, y'all gonna need something stronger than some anointing oil and a youth pastor. Wow, Mo. Wow. Y'all, what, ha- what happened to we? You've been all, we live here. When are we getting a new roommate? We got this. Remember that? Now we have a demon and it becomes a y'all situation? First of all, leave her alone. Second of all, don't be so extra. It's a ghost, not a demon. Third of all, isn't Pastor Garrett your old youth pastor? And quattro of all, is this the same old youth pastor you play on a dodgeball league with? It's a ghost, not a demon. Yeah, you say that now till your head start twisting around like that little girl in that movie. And hell yeah. That's my boy with the wicked dodgeball dive. Rated PG, you know, for youth Pastor Garrett, that is. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Rocky is all for believing in a higher power. God, Buddha, baby Jesus, Muhammad, Shiva, an AA sponsor, Lady Gaga, and anything in between. Queen Latifah gives me strength. I mean, if you believe in nothing, you'll just fall for anything. But with that being said, Homegirl don't subscribe to religion. However, she does exercise spirituality. Well, in crystals. Rocky believes that 66% of megachurches are corrupt. Obviously, a headline she read somewhere. Plus, Miss Raquel can't stand a cheesy pastor with a squeaky clean past. Her thought is, how are you going to help other sinners if you've never been out in the streets sinning? You heard? Personally, I agree. Live a little, sin a little, and then get your life right and write a memoir about it. And then the money comes in. The money comes in. You're so full of it. I already know you're not a fan of Pastor Garrett. What grown man still hangs out with their youth pastor? Tell me. Thank you, Mo. That's what I want to know. Would y'all leave me alone? PG is my friend. Not only was he my youth pastor, but he also bought me my first legal beer. And he was the first person I called after I lost my virginity. Say less. I don't want to speak of chastity theft today. Long story short, Pastor Garrett has always been like a father figure to me. So when you found out you had a ghost, you figured you would just call your daddy? And that daddy would call his father? Father God? Monique erupts into laughter. The sound of aggressive giggling travels throughout the house. Raquel can't help but join in on the laughter over the daddy issues of it all. I mean, <laughs> As Raquel is still giggling, she walks up closely to Brendan to give him a sympathetic kiss on the cheek. Oh, I love you, babe. We're just joshing with you. Now call PG and let him know that his services are no longer required at our residence. I already told you I'd take care of this ghost. Mm, well, you're taking too long. I'm about to start charging Casper rent. Shit, friendliest ghost you know my ass. Patience is a virtue, my love. I had to order the proper sage, witch hazel, and not to mention the crystal I needed was on back order. I'm almost afraid to even ask. How much did this back order crystal cost us? She told me it was $700. What, what the, the fuck, fuck Rocky? If looks could kill and if these walls could talk. Rocky is glaring and aggressively pointing at the wall that separates her from killing Mo. Yep, that little bitch talks too much. That little bitch talks too much. Uh, okay. Full transparency, my mom bought me the $700 amethyst cluster. It's her way of trying to bond and relate to me after I told her we have a ghost. Wow, that's really kind of your mom. When I told my mama about the ghost, her response was, I'll be praying for y'all, then she dropped my Bible off. 
PG bought me this Bible. Would you please just get off PG's nuts and just become a youth pastor your damn self? OMG, babe, you'd be the cutest youth pastor. You've sinned and have wicked stories to share. Teenagers would love to hear about that time we ate mushrooms while camping in Joshua Tree, and we had that crazy trip that gave us godlike complexes. That was fucking awesome. First of all, I don't know if that's appropriate youth group content. But what about that time when I prophesied that Jay-Z would surprise headline Bonnaroo? Boom! It happens. Before I know it, everyone's confessing their sins to me in my tent like I'm the priest in charge. And second of all, don't change the subject of us. I mean, of you getting rid of this ghost. Do you really think you're qualified to get this job done? Don't be bringing any of that voodoo shit into our house. You heard him. No voodoo, no hoodoo, no witchcraft, and no black magic. Unless it's black girl magic. <laughs> yes, bitch. Bring some of that black girl magic into this room. <laughs> skirt, skirt. Pump your brakes. I'll stop you right there. Y'all know good and well I'm not coming in there. I'll be social distancing myself from this guest bedroom until y'all get rid of that ghost. There she goes with that y'all again. I really thought she was growing up. I take it back when I said you were evolving, my little lotus. Babe, are you and your amethyst really going to get this ghost out? Because I was in that prayer closet for a good 40 minutes and I've yet to see you do ish. And I'm exhausted. Babe, I got this now, so please don't make me say it again. Call your youth pastor and tell him there's been a change of plans. I can't call him now. He's supposed to be here at 1.30 and it's 1.19. And at that moment, we hear the doorbell ring exactly at 1.20. You know, I can't stand when people show up to a house all early and shit. I still got cleaning to do. Right on time. Gotta love this guy, man. PG's the one who taught me if you're five minutes early, you're, you're late. late. And, and if, if you're, you're ten, ten minutes, minutes early, early, you're, you're on, on time. time. We, we know. know. Exactly. Exactly, but what y'all don't know is that's also my favorite quote from Remember the Titans, which happens to be the first movie that PG took me to go see. Man, forget y'all. I'll get out of the way. PG and I are just going to head on over to Holy City Brewery for a pint or two. Call me if you need anything. Later, babe. Brendan exits the ghost bedroom. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean the guest bedroom to greet Pastor Garrett at the front door. The gentlemen exchange cheesy high fives and hugs as they head out for a beer, leaving Raquel and Monique to clear out the ghost. We can hear Mo's bedroom door open as she walks next door to stand at the threshold of the guest's bedroom door. Whew, I thought he'd never leave. Now let's meet this bitch. Identify yourself, ho! Holding a box close to her chest with arms tightly wrapped around it, we notice Monique has a Ouija board in her possession. This bitch is ridiculous! Didn't she just say no black magic? (laughs) Well, unless it was black girl magic, hey. Okay, okay. I guess this gets a pass, or at least she's trying to help. Or is she making it worse? Is Rocky going to put that $700 amethyst cluster to use, or is she going to follow up Mo and this Ouija board? Nothing ever good comes from a Ouija board. And Mo, you know good and well the black girl dies first in the movie with the Ouija board. <sighs> Brendan, come back home and bring the youth pastor. These girls need adult supervision. Oh, and bring the holy oil because this ghost might just get pissed. Well, there you have it. You, this has been another episode of Cohabitation. Cohabitation.